Hallelujah. Well, 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 well. What a day it has been already. But just by the way, we are um, studying the book of Proverbs this month. So every one of us here, it has 31 chapters. Is it 31? Yes. Try and then read it. Hallelujah. And this year we have all resolved to be Bible Christians and praying Christians. And so all of us, nobody is exempted. Find a way to read your Bible. Glory to God. And as you read the book, you are going to learn so many things. It's a book that shows us how to be victorious in life. I have personally studied the book several times and I have learned so many things from the book. You see, a lot of people do not understand the Bible when they read it. And Proverbs is one of the books that it is more difficult to understand because the statements are clear. Train up the child the way he should go. When he grows, he will not depart from it. This is not something you need any theologian to explain it to you. In other words, if you want your child to be clapping his hands when he grows up, just show him how to clap when he's a child. If you want your child to be going to school, just take him to school when he's a child. But later, he will not need anyone to take it. He himself will go. If you want your children to read their Bible, you have to show them from the beginning. These are basic things that every one of us can. And when you read it, don't think too far. Look at how it applies in your life. There are so many things. If you, the Bible, when you read the Proverbs, that if you do this, this will happen. If you do this, this will happen. If you do this, this will happen. If you have tried this, this will happen. And they are no suggestions. They are God's wisdom to us. God who created us has showed us how things should be done. And the book of Proverbs, one of the ways that he has shown us, one of them, he said that if you want to have friends, the first thing is that you have to be friendly. It's in Proverbs. And when you read the Bible, he will show you how to be friendly. The same Proverbs. One of them is, oh, give people gifts, you become your friend. Yes, one of them said that when you go to somebody's house all the time, very soon you, when you are coming, he will be hungry. They are all in Proverbs. If you read it from the most recent translations, that the old translation says that take your feet off your neighbor's house, lest he be wary of you. But when you read it from, I think, the message, he said, don't go there too much. Uh, you'll be angry when you are coming. <laughs> Every day you are going there, it, it creates a problem. That's familiarity. So read the book of Proverbs this month. It's our month of wisdom and understanding. I thought you were going to clap. I have realized that there are a lot of human beings who don't want to be happy in life. And it is my reading of the book of Proverbs that I, get, I got to know. Because see, every problem has a solution. Let's say that you and your husband, you are fighting. The first thing is that, how can this fight stop? It's simple, do what the two of you want to be done, that's all. 
and there will be peace. But I realize that this one say will not do it, this one say will not do it, and it creates a problem. And in most cases, one of them is more willing than the other. One of them wants a solution, but one of them to live in his own world and doesn't want a solution. Life is beautiful when Jesus is in it. Hallelujah. It says, the one that listens to the word of God, the Bible shows how the person will become. Many people don't listen to the Bible. You see, as we are here, we are listening to the word of God every day, and it's affecting our lives. But if you don't care what the Bible says, your life will not amount to anything. So let's give attention to the things we are going to read from the book and let it be a blessing to our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, now we are doing fasting and prayers. From Sunday to Monday to Sunday, or Sunday to Sunday. Monday to Sunday. And all of us are supposed to be part of it. Hallelujah. Yesterday I went to preach in Prophet Akwasibuatin's church. And he told me that he is coming for our fasting and prayers. Uh, so, so he is coming to be a blessing to us. Hallelujah. He'll be here on the Thursday and then the Friday. And there are two other men of God to who are also going to be here. So together we are five men of God. Is it going to be powerful? So I'll start on Sunday. I mean, I'll start on Monday. Then I'll also end on Sunday. But from Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, different pastors are going to be here to bless us. And it's fasting and prayers. So be part of the fasting, be part of the prayers. Every day we are meeting here to pray. And today is our worker group Sunday, basically emphasizing the need to be part of a department in the church. Because in most cases, if you are in a church and you are not into things, nobody knows you. And all of us are supposed to be part of the worker group. Hallelujah. There are people, I see them in church all the time. But they don't belong to any worker group. What's your name? What's your name? Uh, get up. Let us see here. What's your name? Come again. Gabriela. Who knows her? She's always in church. Is it true? What worker group are you in? You are still studying this. Why is he shy? If if he's shy, then let me move to another place. Because after the blue boy at the back, the last yes. Huh? What's his name? He's called Last Killer. <laughs> What's your name? Ernest. Ernest is always in church. Ernest, what worker group are you in? 
You are studying. You are studying the system. Yes, please. I think we have to do it lie by lie. Everybody who comes, me, I'm standing here, so I have to see, and I see. I see everybody, just that me, I don't know some of their names, but. <laughs> just that I don't know their names, but I see them all the time. There's one of them I'm looking for, the person is not here. That person is always here all the time. And you have to have friends in church. You have to belong to the family system of the church. Hallelujah. So don't be uh, uh, anonymous. Don't be missing in action. Belong somewhere. I love what Alex said. He said that he didn't know anything about graphic designing. And when he joined, he got a job in graphic designing. And now he earns salary, he has traveled abroad. So many things just by graphic. He was just a novice who just came. He did sociology. <laughs> you understand? Even Stephen, their leader, Stephen did engineering. What was it? Food processing engineering. And were you graphic designer when you came to church? He, he was just taking pictures. And he started learning the graphic designs. And now he's doing two jobs. And the two jobs are all graphic design related. And his second job, they pay him in dollars. No, nobody will pay you $300. There's, there's no job they pay in dollars and it's $300. Whenever you hear that I am paid in dollars, you see, it, it means something else. Yeah, thousands. Yes. Just by... And we did food processing engineering, and Kabana, he should be working with Papa here. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> oh, he should be working with Tinkuleno. <laughs> the Bible says, if there be first a willing heart, that's, that's the most important thing. You can join the instrumentalists. When, 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 when you travel abroad, you'll be shocked that just knowing how to play drums or keyboard or guitar is, 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 is a big thing. Yeah, very big. Yeah. The pastor who came here was telling me that they were paying almost 3,000 pounds every month for instrumentalists. Because when you travel abroad, it's difficult to get a job. That's the first thing. And the second thing is that it's difficult to have documents to work. But when you are playing instruments and those things, that one is an unconventional job. So you give, they give you cash. So you don't need documents. You don't pay taxes on your income. So. You may never know, limited, what, what, what you know in church and how it can, it can affect you. Because I'm coming to learn some of the instruments. And all the pastors are supposed to learn an instrument, so we are all coming to learn. Very soon you people will be very busy, eh? 
And we'll be paying you for that, all of us. We want you to know that serving God is beneficial. Yeah. All of you, the work you are doing, you will stop. No matter your income. God, if I give you 50 people and each of them is giving you 100 CDs a month, that's 5,000. That's just by, you can sleep 12 hours and come and teach three hours and you're earning 5,000. And when you earn 5,000, you are better than six degrees in Ghana put together. <laughs> six degrees put together. You see, they have not put together. <laughs> because I know degree holders who earn 450 cities. Yes. Yes. Well, Anyway, so today being our worker Sunday, I'll, I'll share something briefly. I sh- should have closed by now, but I'm now here. You know, it's like the time for me to preach now has passed, but I'm now coming to preach, so I'll be very brief because we have second service and there are people who come only for second service, so we can't take their time. So I'm talking to you about the principles of church work. And then how the names of believers in the Bible reveal that they are supposed to be working for God. And then I'll talk about becoming committed to God by serving him in his house. Then I talk about benefits of serving God. Then I talk about how to serve well. Then I talk about closing prayer and benediction. (laughs) Now, if I want to go through all of this, we can't finish now. So I'm talking about only the principles of working for God. Is it powerful? Which of the announcements have I left behind? Red Portizo. These days, I don't like talking about marriage and relationship. Because Pastor Chris said, the more he talked about it, the more people don't listen. (laughs) When you talk about principle, you are talking about fundamental law. A doctrine or even an assumption. So you can say something that this man is a man of principles. He has guiding laws. When you talk about principle, you are talking about primary source of things. When you talk about principle, you are talking about significance. So you see words like principal, 
primary or basic. There are basic laws, doctrine, teaching on church work. The first thing is that if you will work for God, you will have to know that God has called you. It is not something that you are told. It's something you know. God has called me. God has called me. Put it in your mind that, you see, the way we teach calling creates a certain impression that um, it's like if you are a pastor, that's the, the one that God has called. Or if you are an evangelist, an apostle, a prophet, a teacher, then that one God has called you. But when God calls a man, he calls him to specific things. So when God calls somebody to be a pastor, it is specific, but they are not the only ones that he has called. If you are a Christian, you have been called. Actually, the word Christian means people who have been called. The word is kalio, from which extensions give us ecclesia. Ek and kalio, which means people who have been called out. So when you say, I am a Christian, what it actually means is that I have been called. The word Christian means somebody who has been called. So when you say I'm a Christian, it means I have been called. And the question is, called to do what? You have been called. So it takes us to the second principle. Now, the first principle is Exodus chapter 8 verse 1. And the Lord spoke to Moses, go to Pharaoh. And now in the Bible, there's, um, there's something called typology. When you are interpreting scriptures, there are certain things, they represent certain things. For instance, when you read Revelation 12, say a sign appeared in heaven. If it is a sign, then it signals something. So when you are reading that part of the Bible and it says a, a star appeared, it doesn't mean a star appeared. It means that something has happened and that thing is related to the star. It is called the language of similitude or similarities in Bible interpretation. When it says, when I saw God, he was like Jasper. It doesn't mean God is Jasper. He is like, you know, similis. Yeah, literal devices, you remember similis. Similis, similarities, or similar. So it's not the same, but it looks like it. Because sometimes you don't have human language to explain spiritual things. You saw somebody coming, he has two legs, but he has 12 heads or heads. You can't say I saw a human being. You too, you can't say you saw an animal because he has hands. He has legs. So you so you can say, you, you can simply say, I saw something that looks like a lion and a human being and a tiger put together. That's how you can. So sometimes in Bible interpretation, things are descriptive rather than nominals. They, they, they describe them 
For instance, when you when you when you study a word formation, especially in borrowing, let's say tree. If the tree people want to say computer, they have to describe the machine, and the description is its name. So we say Fidia Edgene. And if you did by that can be a name. That's a description. But the description becomes its name because they don't have a word in their language for that kind of thing. And it's like that in every language. In English, too, some of the things too are descriptive because there's nothing to, to, to identify it with. You understand? So when you see Pharaoh in the Bible, Pharaoh is actually a type of Satan. Because of so many things, one of them is his, I mean, his, uh, his crown, he has the serpent on top of it, his staff is the, everything about Pharaoh actually is a symbol of Satan. When you are, for instance, in the Bible, when you see that, oh, there was a king called David, there was a king, actually it means a, a pastor. What we call pastors in Old Testament, New Testament actually are kings in Old Testament. That's how, you can, in a way, you can also talk about some of them. And when God spoke to Moses, he said, go and tell Pharaoh that he should let my people go. To do what? He says, to save me. So the reason why God saved us and he didn't take us to heaven right away or so that we will serve him. The service is not to contribute to our salvation because that work is done. But the service is to more or less reach out to other people for them to be saved. It also gives us a place in heaven. So the first principle you must understand is that the reason why you are a Christian is so that you, you will know that God has called you. The second thing is that you have been called to serve. So there is the purpose of the calling. The first one is that you have been called. The second one is that you have been called to serve. You have been called. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 11 to 19. Verse 14. Now I don't have to read all of them so but you start you have to start from verse 11. It says Knowing, no. Okay, verse 17. Read from verse 11, because all of them are part of the whole thing. It says, if anyone is in Christ, it's a new creation. All things are passed, and we behold, all things have become new. That's your born again, isn't it? So that now all things are of God, who has reconciled us, Christians, to himself, through Jesus Christ, and has given us a ministry. So every Christian has a ministry. If you have a ministry, then you have been called. Just that it's not every Christian that is fulfilling his ministry. So God has given you a ministry. Glory to God. You know, Christians think that everything you want from God, you have to pray before you get it. It's not everything. Sometimes you don't pray to get answers. Sometimes you serve to get answers. And there are so many examples I can mention. There are people who came to church, didn't pray they were just serving graphic designing and somebody, somebody called me one day and said that in their company, they are looking for graphic designers. And I recommended Alex. And he's getting money out of it. 
He's paid very well out of it. He's eating from it. Now, he didn't pray for a job. He was serving and he got a job. There are people who are cooking. The hospitality was Alexa who started it, isn't it? And now people even invite her to cook for them. For birthdays, for what are some of the events? Valentine packages, Father's Day orders, Mother's Day orders, engagement. And you get money out of it, or you don't get money. Have somebody ever paid you 10,000 before? You use everything to set everything up like that. Hey, then you're not a big woman of God. You know, but you sit in your house, somebody say, cook for me and I'll pay you. What a blessing. What a blessing. Ordinarily, we cook, our husbands eat it and waste it. Now I'm cooking and I'm getting money out of it. My God. (laughs) One day somebody came to me that he wants somebody to teach his son to play keyboard. I told uh, Wisdom, did he give you money? He's giving you money. So you can imagine. These are not things you pray to get. There are things you serve yourself to get them. What a blessing. Some of us have gotten husbands and wives by serving. By serving. One of the things you don't have to worry about at all is somebody to marry if you are serving God. It's, it's one of the easiest. Because mostly people don't serve well. When they are serving, they are not committed. You can't even see that they are even part of it. Are there people who are wake up like are there people in the choir? You can't tell whether they are in the choir or they are not in the choir. They are there, isn't it? Are there people in the ushering that is as if they are there, they are not there? Are there people in the protocol? So you now see why people don't get blessed. They don't do you see, hugging, hugging doesn't produce children. Some of you, your involvement in worker group is like handshake. You want to have twins with handshake. Things don't work like that. <laughs> Glory to God. So it is a level, a higher level of closeness to God that brings certain things in your life. I have been blessed by serving God. I mean, if I'm to talk about it, I will not finish. By serving God, I have gone to places. When I was in school, I was praying in Archbishop Duncan Williams' house as a student. And he was giving me salary every month. Just by serving. How did they call me to come and pray in his house? I was just serving in the house of God, leading prayers. Every time they were, yes, let us invite prayer. They lift up your hands, like that, like the one that was leading prayers and somebody saw me. And said, oh, Papa wants to see you. I said, who? He said, the Archbishop. I said, me? He said, yes. Okay. I went to lead prayer at uh, 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 Elwak Stadium. It was the whole Ghana. All universities were praying for Ghana. And I was the one they invited to, for me to lead prayer for students. Like, all the students, they chose me. Hey. When I finished, Bishop Clive Moore also came to stand there to represent all pastors. So me, I represented all students. 
Hey, my God. And as I was lifting prayers, the Archbishop was sitting there. It was like this. Then I said, lift up your hands. Say in the name of Jesus. So when we finished, I came down the stage now. Somebody met me. And earlier they had met me uh, from Legon campus. 10, 10, 10, 10th October 2010. Went for a meeting in his office in Action Spintex. When we finished, they put us in the car, straight to Holiday Inn. Free lunch, all of What is happening? <laughs> you know, when you're a student, you don't see those type of things, you know, to be treated nice like that, buffet food. Hey! He said, I want to preach somewhere. How many minutes? Like one hour. He gave me a lot of money. I went straight to a shop, bought gifts to go and give it to pastors. May I begin my year by sowing seed as gift to men of God. And I was in the shop for almost two hours. Sorting and bargaining and negotiating. This my phone is serving God. This phone is over fifteen thousand. Uh, this is the latest Samsung phone. Serving God. Serving God. Serving God. This is my face towel. Seven God. <laughs> Jesus is the Lord. Amen. It's my tie. Seven God. Even my watch I'm wearing. Seven God. Yeah. My ring, Pastor Ben is the one who. Seven God. <laughs> the socks I'm wearing. Like that, like that, like that. Like that. So, many of you here, as you serve God, somebody will fall in love with you. The way you are, you have been, you have been fighting to get somebody to love you. This boy that is standing there, you have a wife, isn't it? Serving God. So you see, stop asking things from God and start serving God. I don't know why Christians don't understand how easy things can become. Do you have testimonies in serving God? Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Sometimes when they invite us to places, they make us look so wonderful. Like you're some special person. Serving God. Serving God. Oh, Jesus is wonderful. So he said, God has given us a ministry. Tell somebody, fulfill your ministry. Tell somebody, fulfill your ministry. Number three, you have been called. As a believer, to any of the ministries in the Bible, there are three major ministries 
now just understand I'm trying to summarize my preaching Romans chapter 12 verse 1 to 5 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 1 to 4 Ephesians chapter 4 verse 8 to verse 11 they all show different categories so pastor me I don't there's nothing I can do that's 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 unfair and an insult to Christ imagine you have a father your father is looking for somebody to wash his place when he finishes eating your father is looking for somebody to sweep his room your father is looking for somebody to iron his dress your father is looking for somebody to fold his things and you go to your father and say father what do you want me to do when already he is looking for people to do something you can do you say oh pastor may have been praying to god to show me what to do you have no excuse you do the wrong thing until you find the right thing so when you come to church until god tells you what to do do the closest thing you can find you saw somebody holding brooms cleaning, mopping the floor. Oh, really? Yeah, I can also do some. That's all. That doesn't mean that's what God wants you to do. But God has not told you what to do, so that's where you are starting it. All of us, we used to be somewhere. There are people who were in the choir. Eh? Were you not in the choir? Are you in the choir? You have moved on. You are you were doing the wrong thing. It's not that you found the right thing you are doing. Tarek was in ten stars. And if you saw the tent and verse, you saw him at the back dancing. Very seriously trying. His dancing was very bad. Very, very bad. But right now he has found use for his height. He stands at the entrance directing traffic. Hey, move here, sit down, sit down, move there. This boy was playing drums. And it was terrible. <laughs> but God has helped him. And all the pastors, this guy used to carry speakers with his, with his height and stature. When we, we, with those days, our church, when you finish, you pack everything out. You understand? And he was in charge of the parking. So he'll be carrying speakers. I'm sure that's why he couldn't become big again. <laughs> that's how he started. But do you pack speakers again? The church cry, we don't pack speakers again. Now when we close, we leave all the things here. And we lock it powerfully. At first, we didn't have anything like that. We carried, there was this red amp. That amp here. Oh. They will pack everything, everybody, when they come now, they look for something else. Everybody is avoiding it. It was very heavy. I came from Legon Hall to Vota Hall. And when you are going to be meeting your classmates, also, also, those type of classmates, my prayer is that God should make me see them when it is raining and they are standing by the roadside. And God should make me be in a car. Amen. I'll bring the window down. And I'll say, oh, what's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> like this guy is taking videos like this. You may never know where it will land him. You may never know. So, 
Don't waste your life by just sitting in church. You cannot, that, that's why people leave church. Mostly people who stop church, they stop because they don't see its significance. And you will never see its significance unless you start doing something in the house of God. That's when you begin to see miracles. That's when you begin to see that, hey, so people need me like that. That's why we're like that. Even though you say you have problems, but somebody too, they, they don't have problems. They, they, they are problems. Every little thing that you have is useful in the house of God. And serving talent, that one is not that you need any special. If you have a voice, you can sing. If you have legs, you can walk or stand. If you have a mouth, you can just say, you are welcome. If you have, you can even learn. Some of the things that are, you can learn them. It's something you can learn. And it is beautiful. One of the things I like is when we are in meetings. Like you are in a meeting and we are all talking. This one is making his point, this one is making. And those are the things you don't get as a student. The lady said, where is she? She said she did interview. Yes. What, what, what master program are you doing? She's not a small girl. Huh? Legon, Center for International Affairs and Diplomacy. That program, you do interview before they pick you. And she said that she was so confident answering because she teaches people Bible every week. So it has trained her to be confident. Keep praying for overcoming shyness. Oh Lord, I'm shy, help me. Oh Lord, I'm shy, help me. Go, go. You don't, you don't overcome shyness by praying. You overcome shyness by doing things that people will see you and you overcome it. He said when they asked her to come and sing, she ran away. When she came back, the time to sing was past because she doesn't. I mean, the first time they asked me to uh, lead, become a leader in secondary school, I remember that guy who told me, it's called JB. JB told me that when Fred, I've submitted your name for vetting to become member in AGCM. Arise, AGCM. I said, my friend, okay, I will come. And they say that it's going to be Saturday. Friday, when we close school, I miss myself with the day students and I ran home. <laughs> I came back on Monday. They have chosen all the leaders. And I said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> But I realized that I can't keep running. I can't keep running. Some of you have been running from Jesus. Your face alone is actually a ministry. You ladies have smiled very nice. Is it boys? We don't smile. A man who smiles too much is not a man. You become a woman. Every minute. Especially men who talk with this uh, treble type of voice. Bema, they also go basic akra. So take advantage of these things. Some of you are students. You can't be working in the house of God and be depressed. It's not possible. If you are working in the house of God, you can never be depressed. How? The time that you are depressed is the time you are doing choir rehearsal. How will you be depressed? Do, la, lo, 
lo la la lo do do re mi mi do do. By the time you finish talking, the demon has left. You're always in your room. You don't talk to anybody. You don't relate with anybody. God didn't create us to be quiet. The reason why all the white people are killing themselves and Africans are producing children is because here we have people to talk to. We have people to relate with. Yes, this lady, she has twins. Get up. She was with a bad company of friends. But she came to church. And as she stands by the gate of the church, you are welcome, you are welcome. Somebody has done wedding, married her. Did you, did you pray for a husband? You didn't pray for a husband. Even her friend became jealous of her and left church. One day I told them that there were three of them. They came to see me. I said, the first one that will marry, the rest of you become very angry. Sisters are very jealous. One day somebody told her friend in church that if you enter into a relationship, I will leave our friendship and I will leave the church. Because we all came together. Why do you want to make it look like? Hey. <laughs> If you leave me now, where will I go? One day I tried to join the choir in secondary school. When we started now, the choir master said, all of you stop. That boy standing there. Sing. When I lifted my voice, I said, get away, get away, get away, get away. And they sacked me from the choir. And I wanted to join the choir because there's a guy, he was called Crespo. Crespo said that he would teach me keyboard, but I have to join the choir. And when you join the choir, that one, when we even have dining, they reserve your food for you. Those who are like in the university, the school choir. But I me, mean, my point was the keyboard that he would teach me on Thursdays at the back of the auditorium. And they sacked me and abandoned my vision. <laughs> but today, by serving God. Ah. As for the song that we can sing for angels to hear, there we can sing song. Maybe you may not like it, but our own, yeah, you will. If you leave me now, where will I go? If you leave me now, where will I stand? Oh. We sing, if you leave me now, where will I go? If you leave me now, where will I stand up?
change from there. If you leave me now to this one. You are not a singer, so you don't know what happened on the keyboard. They have to drop the whole thing. You know, the song, you know, everybody has his range. Uh -huh. Me, I'm able to go outside of my range. That means I can come very down and very high. Some of you, amen, for instance, when you bring it down, he struggles. Like very down. He wants it to be a little raised like that. See, I'm not even a music. They sack me from the music. But now I have music knowledge and skills. By serving God. By serving God. One day I would, I would categorize my, my testimonies in serving God. Yeah. Last Thursday and Friday, there were pastors here for conference that I was teaching. One of the pastors called me and he told me that Pastor Winfred you have made me realize that it's such a difficult thing to have an idea because I've prayed, I've prayed, I've prayed but the things you are saying are the things I need but I never had them glory to God glory to God glory to God one of them came to me, gave me $1,000. Money. Serving God. You have no idea what serving God will do in your life. Somebody has invited me to come and do a camp in UK. Where I will sleep, what I will eat. You're all taken care of. He even asked my wife, that, when are you coming to the UK? I want you to come with him. Yeah. If it's not even serving God, I don't think I would have married my wife. Where would you meet her? Because if everybody you are married to is a revelation of where you used to eat. Somebody was telling me something that one day I was preaching in church. And I saw 
Some of you, your dressing is decent, like this one. You get up, the person got up. And I said, oh, you too. Your dressing is decent, get up. The person was not getting up. Get up! The person got up. I said, you want to do this and And a boy said that she, he has been coming to church, in the church, working in the house of God. But he never saw that girl. Until the day I said, you get up. She was not even trying to get up. She said she will not get up. But when I shouted, get up, she got up. And the boy said, that's when, you see, it takes time to be noticed. Now they are planning to marry. a lawyer. He called me. He said, Pastor, I've never met anybody who is intelligent like you. A lawyer. He's not in this church. So if he was here, he would have even said more. I went for a wedding recently and they took pictures. Somebody was watching the picture of the wedding and told the person who did the wedding that, ah, you know this guy? He said, oh, we friend, I know him. He was my friend in Lego. He, he, he's at my wedding. This is my wedding. He was there. He said, hey, this my friend guy is one of the richest young pastors in Ghana. <laughs> so my, the guy I went for his wedding, he said, ah, what way friend are you talking about? <laughs> he said, this one. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? I'm not borrowed from you. What makes you think I'm not rich? If I borrowed from you, you would have said that. If you ask me, why did you come to borrow from me? Serving God. Serving God. Serving God. Serving God. A man who is a bank manager for a British bank heard my preaching. He came with Range Rover Discovery 2023 edition. That car is over $100,000. He came to pack it here and said, I am highly educated. I've traveled all over the world. I heard this your preaching. I looked for your church on Google Map and the church directed me here. When I came, I didn't know this was the church because when I saw the Google Map, the pictures, it was like a tent. And when I came, it's a story building. So he walked in front. And when he was walking in front, he saw me coming out. I was also going. He said, ah, that's the guy. He said, you are Pastor Winfred. I said, yes. So can I have a minute with you? And I said, do we sit down or we should stand? So let's sit. Why are you here? He said, I heard your preaching. I came to give you money. There's a song, he said, Everybody 
excuses me I will not serve because of my husband I will not serve because of my wife I will not serve because they don't talk to me well These are, you are not serving a man that's one of the principles that you have been called to serve God write it down the third principle the first principle is that you have been called second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 11 to 18 second one is that you have been called to serve Exodus chapter 8 the third one is that you have been called to serve God You didn't like your lectures, but you went for lectures. God knows that I didn't like some of my lectures. I don't want to even mention her name. I didn't like that woman at all. She didn't give grades. But I went for her lectures. I sat for her exams. If you can do this to a man, what about God? So you don't have an excuse. Leave the place of a common Christian. Leave. 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 Common life produces common results. The sweetness of the party is in its eating. You either drink deep or you taste not. Christianity is not coming to church. Christianity is not about coming to church. Coming to church has a significance. To serve God. To serve God. To serve God. Job 36 verse 11. My last point. Eradimetna wonchen. Eradimetna ha wonchen. I'm teaching you how to sing. So when you leave the song, I realize that. That's the word, but Namado. You stop when you realize that the keyboard is not your key. Then the keyboard will pick it with you. Then you some of you who sing and sing chorus, you will never be good singers. When you are leading praises, you're also leading the chorus of the praises. You will always be burning songs because the chorus is different from the leading. But some of them they sing the chorus to pick the key, and some of them to for timing. This is different from this key. Go. So until he picks the key, I'll not sing. So, my last point he says that if they obey and serve God they shall spend their days in prosperity 
No prophet Akwasibuati was in Redeem in Nigeria. He was a singer there. He said that he, he has not schooled that much. But when he was there, the UBA, the whole world, Universal Bank of Africa, was one of the cleanest in the church. Then he mentioned three companies. Who you guys were there? Access Bank, the whole Nigeria Access Bank. He was an usher in the church. And he mentioned another one, Ghana's ambassador to Nigeria, or Nigeria's ambassador, no, Nigeria's ambassador to Ghana. He was a woman. And the woman was one of the protocol people in the church. Standing there, yes, stand here, stand. The whole ambassador. So he realized that, hey, then where have we been? Then he, too, he joined them. One day he went to sing, and the man of God called him and said, Ghana man, come. And he prayed for him. And that's how he started prophesying. Coming to church is not a, 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 a great thing, but serving God. That if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in money. And they will live their years traveling and sitting in nice cars and nice houses. That's what pleasure means. There's nothing pleasurable in staying in a house that's doing so. Pleasure. 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 You are my uncle. When you start serving God, things are going to happen to you. They look so normal, but they are actually spiritually orchestrated. Divinely orchestrated. Anybody who makes you stop working for God has cheated you, Papa. Because when I gave my life to Christ, I have seen many people give their life to Christ and never went anywhere. Just come, just uh, I give my life to Christ. They are thinking about their children. They are thinking about food they will eat. They are thinking about dresses they will wear. There is nothing I want that I can get. Just by serving God. Just by serving God. Just by serving God. Just by serving God. When I go to places, people are nice to me. I just know that's their secret. Stop praying. God to help you, start serving him. Moses was faithful in all of his house. All. All. There's an evil spirit that has entered men. Every small thing they get angry with the work of God. No. The devil has a plan for you. Don't let him win. Don't let him win. Serve God. Most of the things you are struggling with will stop. You have too much time. Too much time to fight. Too much time to be arguing. Free night calls. You have too much time. 
Oh, I've set screen time, whatever. I don't want to be on my. You don't need it when you start serving God. You'll be too busy. Too busy. It's dangerous to be idle in our generation. All the problems that white people are facing is idleness. They just do nothing. They wake up to just go and drink and smoke and watch football and like that's what they do. And then they started becoming gays. But there's nothing to do in life. Give yourself holy. Your profiting will appear. They that serve him shall spend their days in prosperity and they will live their years in pleasures. Bow your head and say, Father, grace to serve you is all I ask for this year. Lift up your voice and pray. Don't pray to God to change your friends. Just be in church and serve him. The friendship will change. I'm not a happy person. Yes, because you live your life for yourself. Nobody becomes happy in life by serving himself. Fulfillment in life. It's about Jesus, what should I do? No need to ask that question again. Whatever your hand finds to do, work at it with all your heart. As if working for God and not man. Your hand must find it. Are you praying? Holy, holy, how you Lord. The city of righteousness. The highway of holiness. Holy, holy, how you Lord. Holy, holy, are you, Lord? Where 
city of righteousness. Lord, we say thank you for the grace yes. and the strength yes. and above all the willing heart Jesus, to serve you all the days of our lives. We honor you in Jesus' mighty name. He says, and you will spare him as a man spares his son who serves him. Oh, I used to pray for mercy. I didn't know that serving God is what grants mercies. the Lord bless you with light. Lord, we honor you in Jesus' name.